You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, Episode 66. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Hello, friends. Welcome back. It is so good to see you. Today, we're talking all about waking up to a life you love. And I have this distinct memory being 22 years old and for the first time ever in my life, waking up with dread. I do not remember the details of that day, but I definitely remember that feeling when I woke up. Something changed for me that year, and I couldn't tell you now exactly what that was, but I always have that memory, that shock of waking up. And I think the reason why I was so shocked is because we are meant to wake up to a life that we love. And I know certainly when we're trying to lose weight, finding joy, finding meaning, finding pleasure outside of food is key. And if you're waking up already dreading what you have to face, then perhaps we're already starting from a deficit if we're trying to lose weight. And so today we're talking talking to Stacy McAlpine and we're getting all sorts of suggestions for how we can wake up to a life that we love. Stacy McAlpine is the founder and CEO of Journey Fuel and she's a life transformation specialist. She's been helping people actualize their desires for more than 20 years. Over the course of her former career working for renowned firms as a strategic advisor and project and change management consultant to some of the largest organizations on the planet, Stacy discovered the life-altering, magic-making power of applying what she was doing for her consulting clients to achieve the results they wanted to herself to achieve the changes she wanted in her own life. After refining these revolutionary tools over the last decade, she has created life-transforming programs through her company, Journey Fuel, to bring these code-cracking methods to individuals like you and me, and empowering the millions wanting more out of life to unleash their own true potential and live lives we all love waking up to. And so here it is, the interview with Stacey McAlpine. Stacey, welcome to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me today. Oh, thanks for having me. Me too. Very excited to be here. And let's just jump in right away with, can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? And just, I mean, for listeners, I'm so excited about what we're going to talk about. And we'll just have Stacey give a little, give a little intro and we're going to dive right into it. And you'll see soon why I'm so excited. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thank you. Yeah, I've 
I'm learning over time how to get shorter and shorter with my intros. So I'll <laughs> see how short I can get it. But my background, so I'm 46, just to put that, I, I thought I was 44 for a long time. And then someone reminded me like two weeks ago that I'm actually 46. I was like, oh, okay, I'll own that. So 46, um, I was in consulting for a little over 20 years and consulting and management consulting. So things like project management, process improvement and change management. And over the course of those 20 years have worked with some of the largest organizations on the planet. And through that experience have become very skilled in the areas that I was focused on around project management and change management in particular is something that you know it's 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 a science of human behavior it's it's something that's a repeatable rinse and repeat doesn't matter what scope of work if you will doesn't matter the topic if you're looking to change something it's an exact process that people get certified in it's called adgar and i'll talk about that in a little bit but uh without getting too lingoey but the point being that there's a way whether it's 250,000 people or one person it requires the action of each individual person mm -hmm. so i learned that about a decade ago when i was working my 50 60 hour weeks my husband at the time was full time law school i had a stepdaughter in high school i had a 2 year old and was just exhausted um my daughter was calling me grandma because she saw my mom more than she saw me and i just hit a wall of just overwhelmed that I just couldn't keep going that way. So I learned some techniques that I finally started applying what I was doing for my clients to myself. Mm -hmm. so why am I not changing? I read every personal development book probably exists. <laughs> I've listened to all the seminars, you know, the programs, all that stuff. I'm making change for giant organizations and I'm not changing in my own life. So I started integrating the two things, you know, all the good stuff we learn and get motivated about. And then sometimes do sometimes don't and then there's the how to get the change to actually happen and keep the change keep it mm -hmm. stick and mm -hmm. i started putting those together and it changed my life forever and so since then i've been refining it and honing it and building it to where i can now share it with other people and other people can use it not just stacy so i've systematized it if you will where it gets consistent proven results for if you want to change something in your life this is an approach that I teach of exactly how to get it. So with taking all the boring stuff out. So it now becomes more like a journey. Now I own a company, Journey Fuel, which I named because, you know, life's that journey. We can all associate life to a journey and the fuel is, but how do you keep going? How do you get your fire lit, but then also keep going? So Journey Fuel is what I named my organization. And it's through that that I share my techniques for my programs. I love it. And one of the things I love most about your introduction, which was the perfect length, by the way, Okay. <laughs> I hear a lot of people talking about changes that they want to make. And, you know, in my circle, it's often around weight loss or health, but yeah. not always. Right. You know, I hear I hear people who have, you know, even just dreams that they want to yeah follow and they will read books they will listen to podcasts and then mm -hmm. that's where the buck stop stops for them there is no putting any of that into action and yeah. i'm just i'm just I'm, I'm curious do you do you see that too like like there's just a lot of talk and not a lot of action and well that's what yeah 
what is the thing that we need to do to move? Well, so exactly. And my program, my very first foundational program that everybody that I work with goes through um, non-negotiable is walk the talk weekend. So it's funny that you brought that up uh, because it's about, there's a lot of talk, right? And, and the walking part requires something else out of us that is more than just learning. And now it's the doing, but it, it depends on where we're at. Like if we're in overwhelm, or if we've tried stuff before and it didn't work, or we just don't trust ourselves because we've started stuff and then not finished, then, you know, it just, we get in our head and then it, we're not in our heart and it just doesn't happen. So mm-hmm. what the ad car model, and there's some heart driving by the window right now. So if you hear a rumbling, it's not an earthquake, um, but it's a, what I mentioned ad car, right? It's uh, that stands for awareness. That D is desire. Uh, K is knowledge. A is ability and R is reinforcement. And the first one is awareness and awareness, not just that there's something you want to have different, but why? And it's super important in project management for successful project managers. You never start a project until you've crystal clearly outlined, not just like, what are you going to do, but what's the outcome that you want? What is it that as a result of doing this is going to make things better? And what is that thing? And what's it, what's better mean? And then do the project, then do the planning, right? So awareness is what is it that you actually want the outcome to be? Not, I just want to be thinner or I want to feel better, but why? Why? Yeah. Why do you want to? And what if you don't? And getting super, super crystal clear, right? On awareness before you can even get the desire to the point where you can move. That's fantastic. And in our programs inside Ways of Health, that is the first step that we do too is, and I actually find this fascinating because a lot of women don't actually think about why they want to lose weight. They just have always wanted to, or they've been told that they have to, or, you know, they've, they've adopted whatever society's, you know, ideal is for them and and feel that they have, and they've never actually thought like for me, for myself, why do I want to lose weight? And yeah. when you go through my process, they actually sometimes discover they don't, they don't right? to lose weight and they're fine with that. And yep. it's mind blowing for them because they've gone sometimes decades focusing on losing weight and wondering why it's not working. And if, if, it, if yeah. you come to the conclusion that you don't want to, that's probably why it hasn't, it hasn't been working. But in my experience, until you can con- connect to a real good you know, powerful and compelling reason for why you want to make changes to your body. It just ain't going to happen. So I love Right. And it goes back to what you and I had talked about right before we started, right? You know, should, should, Mm -hmm. I should, I should do it. You know, we were, as we were talking about, you know, you should all over yourself. You should, 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 you know, we should. And I'm not just saying you as in the audience is the only group of people that does this. I think you can probably, right? You can probably pick a zillion people out of your life. If you start listening for the word should, almost everybody is using it. I have to catch myself. Yeah. Um, Right. And so, but why, what's the should? Like, who's the one deciding that? You know, there was a, I have this digital picture frame in my kitchen that, um, 
you know, we take all these pictures and then they stay in the camera. Mm -hmm. So, and when I'm just, I just didn't have time to put them in frames or whatever we used to do back in the olden days when we'd get to see them all the time. And so I have a digital frame that you just email stuff to or create a folder and they just start repeating them. So I get to see all these cool pictures from like when my kids are little and now, and, and I put these things in there and every once in a while I'm like, Oh, I forgot if I had that one. And one that popped up was don't work out because you hate your body Work out because you love it. Exactly. And that one just really, you know, it's all about perspective. What is it that we're doing and why? Because to your point, if you don't want to, the, you just get into, well, why not? There's a, a technique called the five whys that a lot of um, yeah. places yeah, use, right? right? Yeah. And if you don't know why, and then ask yourself four more times until you, usually by the fifth why, you can get to the heart of what the emotion is behind it. Yeah. And as you know, and you've probably talked to your audience a million times, those reasons are a huge range, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, what do you want and why? And what does that look like when you make it? Mm -hmm. It's not a number on a scale, right? It could be body fat percentage if you're going for muscle. It could be, you know, just a certain size of clothes you want to fit into because that's where you feel good. But like, what does it look like when you arrive? Mm -hmm. That's super important as well. Yeah. And we, we even go farther than that. And, you know, how, how will you feel when yep. you've lost your weight and how will your life, like who cares about the size of your clothes? How will yep. your life look? What will you be doing differently because yep. you've lost the weight? That's where the magic is, right? For sure. Yeah. 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 Well, and you said the word feeling. So that's something that I incorporated into my methods after going through a program three years ago changed my way of thinking completely huge paradigm shift like when i put my hands up to my temples i right like that that mind expansion blow up in your head like that just changed my world and it was a 10 second thing that just changed the way i think forever and it was an exercise we were doing that they called the rut exercise and there were these decision points so they have you draw a circle and put these little dots you know where are all the decision points within that cycle that we keep repeating we keep getting the same right. results that we don't yeah. want the result but we keep doing the same thing over and over so what are the decisions that we're making and at what point in that process and then for each point on the circle it was what are three choices you have in that moment mm. right tony mm. robbins says you don't have a choice until you have at least three options right. two yeah. is not a choice three is when you start to have options right <laughs> and sure. there's always at least three things you can come up with and it may be something totally different than you've ever thought about right but it's those three things so i'm writing mine and it's like, i don't know if they're right you know and my coach was saying well how do you want to feel and i'm like you know how do you feel in that moment and how do you want to feel instead and it changed the way i think because I, when she said, well, how do you want to feel? I'm like, well, I just don't want to feel like I feel, <laughs> you know, if I'm sad, I don't want to be sad. That doesn't give us a direction. Right. So if we know we're not, if we're sad, but we want to feel joyous, or maybe we want to feel um, uh, calm. Maybe we want to, whatever it is, knowing what the feeling is that you want to get to now gives you direction. So mm -hmm. when we start Walk the Talk Weekend, the program I mentioned is like the number one first step for everything I do is about how are you feeling in your life right now? And how do you want to feel in your life instead? And then figure out, like go through the process of, well, what does that look like? Because sometimes it'll be like, well, what do you want? Like, I don't know if yeah. I want it, if I knew what I wanted, I would do it and it, it locks people up 
You know, yeah. I think I was one of those people too. And then it's like, well, how do I want to feel instead? Because life ultimately, and this is what I explain to what I call my love and lifers, um, is it's an, an accumulation of experiences or of feelings. Life is an experience that it contains all of these little feelings we've had over our lifetime. It's not the stuff. It's the feeling we associate. So if you think about losing weight, like you said, what's the feeling you want to have? If you're talking about, you know, going on vacation, what's the feeling you want to have? But if you don't know where to go, oh, what places would give me that feeling? Or if I did feel that, like, what would give me those, that feeling? And then you can pick out, oh, well, then I want to have this, 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 and this. And then you can start to visualize and flesh out all the things in between that are going to help get you those feelings. So yeah. it's, a, it's life altering. Such a, such a powerful question to ask, like, how do you want to feel? How do I want to feel? And, yeah. you know, what, what I, what I hear a lot amongst women in, in my circle is that it's, it's, they just want to feel, it's not, they don't even give me a feeling, but what they say is, I just want to be in a place where I'm not always focused on food all right. the time. Right. Yeah. And like, they, they just want to be able to focus on something else. And, yeah. and then, I mean, the logical next question is, well, you know what, if you weren't spending all of your time thinking about yeah. food in your body, what would you be doing? And then yep. it's this blank stare, right? <laughs> because they've never, 100%. Right? they just can't imagine. And so, well, then how do you want to feel? How do you want? And then it comes, if the, you know, right. If, comes out and then you can see a path a path through Amazing. that it's just such a magical question and we never ask each other that um i, I wish we would that you know we would just well, yeah <laughs> and a lot of times we're just trained not to think that way you know it's interesting uh i had a, a guy that i can understand my thinking like i can i'm a think out louder so i'll blab it all out and then ask if it makes any sense and then i'll have people in my life that'll say like repeat it for me in two seconds that took me 10 minutes like yeah that's it you got it that means i know what i'm talking about i just need to like make it shorter right but i'm gonna think out louder i got to get it all out first and then i can sort through it but i was telling one of these guys that works with me who's really good at my brain um he would i asked him to do a logic check for me on some of the stuff that i'm doing with journey fuel and I was that talked about the feelings thing, you know, and how do you want to feel instead? He goes, I don't know that you need that. And he's a millennial. Mm. He's like 22. <laughs> and I was thinking about that. I was like, well, you know, but my people are probably people that come to me most, right? It's every age range, but most people are probably in over their 40s from any range. Because that's the, certainly at that point, I feel like our 40s are this cool uh, milestone when we stop needing other people's approval all the time, or we've had enough experience to start questioning, why am I even doing this? Uh, you know, what's the deal? So I was like, well, you know, maybe for those guys, they're taught to like follow their feelings, right? That's something they just do. How do you feel? I don't know. I'm going to do this. I don't feel like doing that. I feel like doing this. You know, not, not to knock it. It's just how it is. And then back in our day, if you will, um, you know, it's not about how you feel. It's what are you accomplishing? What are you going to do? How are you going to get there? What's, you know, go to college, go do this thing, you know, keep a job. It's all these shoulds, all these things, right? It's not about, well, how do you feel necessarily? We're not taught. Yeah. So it's a very different thing for us to now shift and say, wait, how, first of all, how am I feeling? Goes back to awareness, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that awareness of even tapping into how am I feeling and not just like stressed or, 
you know, frustrated, but like what's behind that? Can you pinpoint it even more? There are these, I think it's called Gottman. I actually have one of them here. One of them was like, I think the Gottman healing wheel. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, That you can go on. So for people who aren't used to tapping into their feelings, you could just Google feelings wheels (laughs) and like in the center are these more generic ones. And then as you pick what that one is, it'll give you, you know, four more ideas that might be it. And then from those, you can kind of get even more um, defined into that. So like, for example, if I want to feel happy versus feel liberated, Right. Very different. Same zone, like same pie section, right? Liberated really was like, yeah, that's what I want. So the more in touch we can get with specific feeling, but like in a cooler word. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time on that and journey fuel is words. Which words are we associating things with? And are they powerful enough to do anything Mm -hmm. for us? You know, and you can do anything like one of my favorite resources is thesaurus <laughs> or even just like those feelings wheels or you know anything where it's giving you more ideas to tap into how do i describe this even with more clarity so then until the trick is until you tap into a heartstring yeah, right exactly as soon yeah. as it resonates yeah. you're like there's exactly something that happens right right exactly yeah. what happens and that actually happened to me when you said the word liberated so right <laughs> i'm gonna not a good to, word you have to do some thinking around that word because that one definitely tugged on my on my yeah heart for sure yeah but but that's like such an important thing and i and i think and maybe this is different for millennials i don't know but certainly for our age group i feel like we were raised believing that emotions were something to be kept inside right and yeah. the down like the the negative side effect of that is many of yeah. us can't associate words with some of our feelings we just yeah. don't know right and so i love that you're doing you know some of this work and and playing with words and finding the ones yeah. that, that really fit because i think if you sit and think about your future and what you want for it and have some of these words um, play through your mind. One of them is gonna, one of them is gonna oh, yeah. link right in and say, that's it. That's what I want. Right. Yeah. And it's like we discover something. You were just talking about the word liberated, right? When uh if we don't know what it means, it's something that piques our interest and we know to dig into it, right? Oh, this is something I want to have an awareness around. This is something I want to get curious about. Um, you know, Chris Howard says, get ferociously curious, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's actually a technique that is something you can use as a way of replacing. Why am I not doing this? Oh, I'm such an idiot or blah, blah, blah. instead you could get ferociously curious about, well, why am I not, you know, how to be curious versus judgmental. Yeah, well, yeah, I have a friend. She used to be in consulting, like it's a super high-end boutique consulting firm that you know you got to be like a genius to get to, right? And she quit and became an actor, <laughs> and it was amazing. She's one of my favorite people. She's like t- such a uh, role model and inspiration. And I was talking to her because I was doing some discovery process. I t- I don't like to use the word research. That sounds too hard. Like discovery on how other people prioritize their time. And they were my friends and I just never talked to them about that. And every single person had something different. And hers was really interesting because it was about, you know, how to decide what she's going to do in terms of improving. And she said in one of her acting classes, she was coached to be very clinical 
about her performance. Like, I don't, I feel uncomfortable about acting because I'm, I'm not going to do it right. Or I feel self-conscious or whatever. Right. So she said, instead of feeling self-conscious about it or looking at it as, oh, I did that stupid thing again, or why can't I get that right? Her guidance from this acting coach was to be clinical. Oh, so what I did was this. Okay, so what I want to do instead is this and just be, you know, as if you're a doctor of that scenario, instead of yourself picking up part, all the things you did wrong. Yeah. And exactly. I thought that was really brilliant, you know, yeah. and we can all apply that to anything. Yeah. I love that. Ferociously curious. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's ferociously curious. And that's a Chris Howard thing for those of you that would give full credit. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really, really powerful. And so your favorite friend can be the feelings wheels online and um, the thesaurus. It's a good place to start. Great place to start. All right. So um, you were talking about the ad car process. Yes. Mm -hmm. A lot about awareness. What's the D again? Yeah. So awareness and then desire. So it's awareness is the A and then desire, then knowledge, then ability, then reinforcement. And so a lot of us start in the desire sort of, right? We want to change. We want this. We have to change. We should do this, right? So we kind of start at the desire spot skipping awareness mm-hmm. awareness is such a big deal mm-hmm. and so because then the desire can re, you can really build on things that are going to make a difference versus just oh because the process is going to be better and life will be great but then when life's not great and you're doing it it's like wait what's the real reward that i'm going to get from this you know it's oh it's going to save me time you know whatever it is right so yeah. the desire and then knowledge Mm-hmm. So many times, and sometimes you need knowledge to figure it out, right? I mean, awareness, there's a learning element to it. But in terms of activating things, you do, okay, well, now I know what it is that it is, why I want this. Now I know like the full-blown desire, I've built it up. I know I mean, clarity and I certainty. Now I want to go know how to do something about it. And if we're learning, like that's why sometimes when we get to the exercise in that book, close the book. I'm like, nah, I don't do this. I'm going to do the next thing. (laughs) I had so many where I got just to page 12 and then they asked me to do something. I'm like, next. Yeah. You know, so the knowledge though is, and this is a sciencey thing in ADCAR, the model, they say it's a human condition that we're not picking. You can't pick up everything. Like our brain has is smart, but it's only can pick up so much and have a capacity where you really know what it is that you're absorbing. And so if you don't have the awareness and the desire built crystal clear, you're not going to pick up on the same things mm-hmm. or the things that you're going to be noticing are some of the things that you yeah. already know or yeah. things that you're like, oh, I tried that and that didn't work. And you're not listening for the new pieces, right? Because you haven't built up these other two levels. So that's mm-hmm. the knowledge part. And yeah. then the next A, ability that's where we kick ourselves a lot. You know, it's a tendency. A lot of people are like, but I know how, why am I not doing it? Well, because if you practiced it, if you, you know, that you give yourself some grace, you know, you get to build that ability. I mean, I don't know how to help people because I did it once and I yeah. did it for 20 years. You know, a lot of times when I show my tools and techniques to people, I say, remember, I've been honing this for 20 years. I have had a lot of experience with my own tools. So if yours aren't all the way at a level where you feel like you got the perfect word or, you know, you don't have as much content and the things that we're talking through, it's just because I've been doing it forever. 
Yeah. And, you know, what <laughs> so, I think, yeah. Well, you know, I think like this is such an important point. <laughs> people decide that they're going to make this change and yeah. they go ahead and take a step and it doesn't go the way that they think it yeah. should. And yeah. then we're done. Right. And, you know, an example, like my husband is firefighter and used to be a runner and just kind of stopped doing it over the pandemic for whatever reason. Yesterday he decided he was going to be a runner again. And he he came back and we're in Canada. So he said, like, I did three kilometers and I'm like, well, that's amazing. Like you haven't run in two years, just go out and do three kilometers. That's right. He's like, are you kidding? Like I used to just go out and do 10 K no problem. And and I'm like, well, Rob, you, you, you know, like this is going to be a bit of a process to get you back there. Like let's, let's check the, the expectations here. And it's the same with weight loss too, right? Is like women decide traditionally, you know, in the diet culture world that they're going to only eat this many calories and they're not going to have sugar and they're going to cut out, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And then, you know, by day two, life gets in the way and they're falling off the wagon. And, you know, like, that's just not how, how we do stuff. Right. It's a process to all of this. And you can't go from being a complete newbie to an expert just because you decide you want to, right? You, there, there's right. steps in between. Yeah, well, and on that point, so with ability, it's, well, how do you get it? You know, you've got the knowledge, but what resources are available to you to teach you that? And it doesn't always need to be a coach. I mean, I have programs that go six months to a year long because by the end of, the, so the people that do the year long project or uh, process, it's so baked into how you do it. You've got all the tools and resources for an entire year that builds up your capacity, right? So we don't start at what would end up at the end of 12 months because it's too much. And I only introduce things at certain times. And it's so funny. I just finished one of my programs that comes after the Walk the Talk weekend. It's called Love and Life Accelerator. So it's taking what we did in Walk the Talk weekend. And then we go into Love and Life Accelerator. And it's so funny because at day one, like, I don't know where she's going with this, but I only layer in certain things. And I did a technique that I did in Walk the Talk weekend, but now it had another layer to it. And I said, if I would have taught you this, walk the talk weekend you'd be frozen like oh my gosh yeah there's no way it would have blown my mind but now i love it (laughs) so it's understanding the capacity for change that's a huge thing about change management and we would coach our clients you know even no matter what it is like our cybersecurity guys to so i was in project management i would bring solutions to clients any it could be cyber, it could be standing up center of excellence for psychological health and traumatic brain injury to implementing a new IT system, like you name it. So the way I was successful is I brought in the right people. Mm-hmm. So as long as I had the right people that knew what they were doing, I could build the plan, I could build the outcome and manage client expectations. It was all about having the right team, right? There's no way I could do a cyber project without a cyber guy. And I remember him talking to, we were, um, working with LAX, uh, the, the airport, Los Angeles airport. And we were talking to them about a uh, process that they could use and what they wanted to move faster. And he said, it's not going to happen. You can say you're going to do something in a month, but 
the things that people have been doing for 30 years takes time for their minds to shift around something new, much less getting all the things in place to really make sure the foundation is in place. So there's certainly expectation and having high expectations for yourself is really good. I'm not discouraging that. And also understanding that if you want it to stick, What's the timeline for you? You know, what's a realistic baby step process? Or even if you know, okay, I've been doing this for a little bit. I'm going to set this target for myself. I mean, I've taught people take that off because I'm not going to tell you what to do. However, when you look at that and all the other things you have in your life, like how are you going to feel between now and the end of August with what you put on? Yeah. Is it going to be fun? Or is it going to be this miserable thing? And, you know, frankly, you haven't done it for the last 30 years. So if it takes you an extra month, is that a big deal? Because <laughs> right. if you try to do it in a month, but you're going to burn yourself out and you're going to not do anything versus by yeah. month two, you're like running, right? Like Rob, is that your husband's name? Yeah. Yeah. Rob, right? It's like, you'll be running a lot further. But if he started going out there and he probably knows this as a runner, right? If he just went out and kept going and kept going, he's hurt himself and never make it. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially in his 50 year old body. Um, but <laughs> that's besides the point. And right. You know, right. You know, it's, it's so true because if, you know, when it comes to weight loss, when, when women are wanting to lose weight, they want their pounds gone like yesterday. Yeah. Like that's like, there's this sense of urgency to yeah. it. And I don't work that way because yeah. every single one of my clients will say, well, I've done that 18 times already, right? I've lost the right. 20 pounds. I've lost the 30 pounds. Then I gained it all back. And it's like, which would you rather, would you rather right. lose 20 pounds really quickly right now and gain it back and go back into that cycle? Or do you want to do things a different way? And, you know, maybe it's going to take a year, but when you're done, right. you're done and you never have to do it again. Yeah, well, it goes back to what you said. You start with your clients all the time, which is awesome, is why? You know, maybe it is just to fit into a dress in a month. Yeah. And then afterwards, not a big deal. They also, like some of these, and you guys probably talk about this on your podcast too, but, um, you know, some of these diets that can get you the results, but then you're destroying your body. So you're going to shorten the lifetime, you know? So is it worth doing that to get into a dress? You know, but yeah. what's the why? Some people, maybe it is, you know? So it's just, it goes back and that's okay. If we know why and we know the consequence or the outcome of if we do it or if we don't do it, you know, what does that look like for us? And it's a matter of, so what I, the Walk the Talk weekend, we get down to, it's uh, at least five, no more than seven core values. I call them the core seven. Because that one of the folks that was in there, the word value just turned them off because he'd done all this values work before, right? I'm like, well, what can we call it instead? Maybe treasures. He's like, that's it. Treasures. They're my treasures. So now it's like, what are his seven treasures? Change the way he thinks. He was back online, right? In his mind. So it's, I call it the core seven now, but it's seven things that are non-negotiables, the most important things in your life mm -hmm. matter to you most. And that those are what you make your choices with. And so now you have seven things instead of 932 okay. things that you're comparing things against. So if you know what your seven things are that are that important to you, yes. knowing them all, yes. right? Because if you only know one, 
it's not going to help you everywhere else. Yeah. So I just, I feel like maybe we're sharing the same brain because (laughs) the exact same exercise in my program too. So they, they do the five whys that we talked about. We also do this values exercise and then Mm -hmm. we look at the two. Yeah. Right. Because by the time you get to the end of your five whys, your values are reflected there. And it's just always such a big aha moment for people when they do these two exercises separately and then, you know, together to see it just adds that much more power. Um, So we we call it the why power, um, you know, through through the program as well. Um, Such an important piece to all of this. And and, you know, to, to come, to come back to, right. Cause if you're in that ability stage and you're, you know, doing yep. work and taking the steps and maybe feeling a little bit discouraged to go back and reconnecting with that yep. piece, um, you know, yep. to come back. Right. And, and yeah, at any stage in that whole model, right. If you're stuck, go back to awareness always. Right. What is it that's getting me stuck? Is it that, you know, what is my why again? Is that still legit, right? So, and in my programs, like I was saying, I structure it so that it's it's built so that you can gain the capacity to make the change in life that and love life as you go, right? Because my the the whole point yeah. of Journey Fuel is to live a life you love waking up to. That's what my mission is: is to help people live lives they love waking up to, not to live lives you love. Like that's just very cliche-ish in my opinion. Like, yeah. but when you do that, wake up. It's like a check already baked in, right? What does that mean? It means that when you open your eyes in the morning, it's not like, here we go. I can do it. I'm just going to talk myself into it. I can do this, right? Versus like, yeah, okay. Not jumping out of bed. I'm not saying that you're like, yeah, Tuesday, let's do this, right? But it's, you have things that you're not dreading at a minimum, right? Right. Or that, you know, I was actually just thinking about it today because my life has changed so much. Um, And doing my own programs with other people, you know, I walk my own talk. That's one of the reasons I did it as well was because mm-hmm. I wanted to do something that not only helped other people, but kept me in my own mm-hmm. talk, right? I'm doing what I said that I'm telling other people or that wouldn't really work, right? It was not legit. So staying integrity, uh, now I automatically built accountability into my life by doing this and I keep learning new stuff, right? But it was like, you know, it's all about being able to get into that zone of, you know, how do you keep going and walking that talk and how do you keep things um, in that awareness stage so that you can go through and then what is the the ability and the, um, the resources to get there? Like, what can you put in place? Right. Um, and so maybe you need a coach. Maybe that, there's a resource, right? Oh, but I was going to say, like in Love and Life Accelerator, I was like, what was I going to say? But it was, um, you know, you're starting to add in different pieces and there's time in between. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from Walk to Talk Weekend, it's about 30 to 60 days before you do Love and Life Accelerator. And then Love and Life Accelerator, it's like test driving, I like to say. You know, it's like renting a car. You know, rent the car, but drive it. Like if you rent a car and you don't drive it, you don't like actually use the car. How are you going to know if you like it? Right. So drive the car, give it a chance. And then after a certain amount of time, then be like, hmm, if I were going to buy a car, I definitely need more cup holders than this. Like this is just a non, I'm not ever getting this car unless they add a cup holder in the next month. (laughs) 
right? Like little things. And then you get the next course. So between Love and Life Accelerator part one and two, you have at least three months to test drive, but doing it, like I'm going to, I'm going to do this now. I said, these are the values that I have. These are my treasures. These are my core seven practicing in process. Give it a chance, right? It's like the guidance you give to your clients. I'm sure like it's just try it. It's going to be different. If you paid me, you trust me for a reason, right? I'm not going to give you something that doesn't work. So trust that this, trust the process, right? Trust the process and give it a chance. If it's not going to hurt you, give it a shot, right? And then have a, something in place that you've already decided when. Like, like put a milestone in your future on a certain date that your body can be like, okay, I've got this covered. My brain knows that I'm going to come back and check in and I'm just going to do this until this month. And then what we do is we look at, okay, where'd you go? What was the ride like? Is there any adjustments that we can make that makes it where you want to do these things again? It goes back to the shoulds. Yeah. Is, is it turning into a should? Where is your mindset? Where's the awareness, desire, knowledge, ability? And then the reinforcement, which is the final letter is, what else can you keep in place that keeps you going? So there's learning how to do it, but then there's like, what's your backup plan? Yeah. Or what can you put in there? Is it a schedule? Is it a date in your calendar? Is it somebody that you know is gonna call you out, right? Not just people that, you know, tell people, some things that you want them to hold you accountable for what knowing yourself what is it that would help you that wouldn't be a should right you know what what can you put in that in that zone for reinforcement and so it all works together and without one or the other you might see a change but the 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 odds of it sticking aren't aren't as high and you're not really tricking your brain your brain mm -hmm. is smart like it knows what's going on, <laughs> you know? So if you're kind of half-assing it, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word, but you know, it's like going to the gym, right? And you know, you got an hour, you've been working your way up to go to the gym, you're there and you like kind of walk on the treadmill and like go to the locker and put your thing in and you wash your face and you, you know, you walk by this, you do four pounds instead of 10 and then you go home versus going and like owning it for the hour. It is the same hour. Mm -hmm. same amount of time that you will never get back in your life. It's gone. Never, ever going to get that back until the, you know, up to the future actually works. But, um, you know, you're never going to get that time back ever again. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do it, if you're going to show up, show up. Yeah. Right. It's not like you're not going to burn calories because you told your brain that you're at the gym for an hour. Like mm -hmm. you actually, you know, you got to do process to get the result that you want and kind of the whole half-ish one foot in one foot out the results just aren't going to be get there so you can't really um you know act like it didn't work or say it didn't work if you didn't actually go all in and do yeah it, you know yeah yeah and our yeah. brains love to play these games with us though yeah right because you know that there is a part of the brain that would rather just do things the easiest way possible right so you go to the gym and there is a part of your brain that looks for the easiest way out uh -huh. right but we have to be intentional about you know remembering our desire right yeah and why is and you know the real reason why we stepped into the gym in the first place and be all yep. in and if you yeah. have accountability to help you, I mean, that, 
certainly in the weight loss world, there's tons of evidence that accountability is key to success. And that's probably in most realms of life um, out there for sure. And yeah, I just want to circle back to, I love, I love that concept of living a life that you love waking up to. And it just, I I had this memory. So, you know, I was 22 years old. I'll never forget this. And for the first time in my life, I woke up dreading my day. And this was such Mm -hmm. a foreign thing to me. And I remember saying this to my boyfriend's mother um, at the time. And she's looking at me like, yeah, well, I mean, this is how most of us wake up every morning. And I'm like, really? And like, that always comes back to me. And, you know, I'd say more days than not, I'm waking up looking forward to, to, to what I have, but, you know, still some days I have, I have, you know, those mornings where I wake up just with dread. And so do you have any tips for like, you know, if if somebody's listening to this and, you know, just starting this sort of work, do you have any tips for people who just want to get started on waking up to a life that they love? Yeah. So it really comes back to, do you really want to? Mm -hmm. And why, why do you want to live a life you love waking up to and not because I don't want to feel like this anymore, but to really ask yourself, how are you feeling now on a regular basis, right? Not right now, I feel this, but I almost never feel like, and even if you right now feel like this, is why are you feeling that way? If that's not how you usually feel like is a question coming up that's like hitting a nerve, you know? So you can always use any feeling that comes up, but where I'm going with it is if you have this regular routine, right? Where it just keeps, same feelings just happen all and I just don't want to feel that way anymore how do you want it to feel instead and what's one thing you could do to get closer to that feeling one one thing and you know when I think about one of the examples I like to use around weight loss or just the gym is just an easy one right we've all heard the gym thing don't maybe it's not the gym you know it could be what do you like to do what's the point of going to the gym to get moving I want to get moving because I know if I get moving, then I'm going to, you know, maybe it's go get a super cool Fitbit. Like a friend of mine, mine, I was kind of anti Fitbit. I'm just going to put it out there. I just thought, oh my gosh, all these people are getting Fitbits. Like, it's just this thing. It's not about the reason. Like, it's just lame. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. I was judging Fitbits. I'd never even had one. I had no idea. I'm like, why do people have to have that? And then my friend said that she had a friend that was um, doing a big hike. And so in order to support that person, she was going to do 10,000 steps a day so that they were kind of like on this journey together, right? Even though they were far apart. And I was like, I'm going to do 10,000 steps. That sounds fun. And so she goes, well, there are these contests online where we can connect our Fitbits. I'm like, what? What? (laughs) So there, you can create this competition with people, you know, and oh my gosh. And I have one on right now. It's actually looks like a normal watch. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do that because I want to see if I could do this 10,000 step thing. And you get to see your progress against your friends. And so then I got one for my mom, who's been wanting to lose weight for a really long time. But I knew she's just in everybody's in their own zone. Right. Mm -hmm. But I know she loves flowers and like cool, fun things. So I got this cool um, watch band because you can get all these different watch bands. So I got a really neat watch bound that I thought would go with her outfits because otherwise I'm like, I'm not a Fitbit person, you know, that's the same thing. She's like, I'm not a Fitbit person. It's like, but look at what I got to replace that band. She goes, she wears that all the time. 
<laughs> we do the little contests online, like so you can see how many steps you had. So it's it's what is it that you want to accomplish and how can you make it fun? Mm-hmm. And you know, is it the gym? Does it need to be the gym? If you hate the gym, what else could you do? And you could go shopping at Target and have a 5,000 step target. Like literally, <laughs> get it, Target. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Anything. Yeah. 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 And I love this idea of making it fun. And so, like, yeah. you know, speaking along the movement thing, um, I joined this gym. It's it's like well, you you probably have it at home, Orange Theory. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have I, that out here. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. It was like what I like about it is um, going to a class and being there with yeah. other people and having a little bit of competition involved. Like that part yeah. was appealing to me. But I freaking hate the rowing machine. And <laughs> like that, their workouts include some time on the rowing machine. And I would yeah. go, I do my workouts first thing in the morning. I get them over and done with. And that's that's fine. But for the entire time that I was signed up with Orange Theory, I was waking up dreading my yeah. workouts. And because my workouts are the first thing I do in the day, it mm-hmm. just it just set this horrible tone. Yeah. And, you know, until one time, you know, Rob, my husband turns to me and says, why don't you just do something else? And right. it's like, like it didn't even, <laughs> didn't even yeah. occur, occur to me. And so, you know, we, we got some gym equipment at home. I stopped going to Orange Theory. And then once again, wow. I was waking up, you know, looking forward to, um, you know, to my workouts. So I just had to find something that was a little bit more, um, more fun for me. And it was just yeah. literally as simple as switching from Orange Theory. Right. To That's it. It's a yeah. huge mind shift. If you think about it, if. We call it um, in consulting, there's a specialty called customer experience. We had a customer experience team. And the first thing they did with any client was they'd map out the customer journey. Mm-hmm. So it even has the word journey, right? But it's like, okay, at what point is our first touch with the customer or the wannabe customer, the customer we want? And what is their life like today? And how do we fit in and making that better? Mm-hmm. Or if we have a product that they're already using, how can we make it better? Well, what is it like to use it right now? And what can we improve? What can we make better, right? It's the same thing in our own lives. If you think about every routine you go through, maybe it's your morning routine, maybe it's your whole day, mm-hmm. but you're looking for ways to re- re- um, remove friction points is what we used to call friction yeah. points, right? Things that are making it harder to do what it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And it, there's always another way, guys. <laughs> There's at least three ways, at least you know, it's just ways. a matter of which one you want, right? Yeah. And you know what? I love that idea of three ways too, because I mean, so often we just get stuck in doing something a certain way. And yeah. for whatever reason, we're believing it's the only way. And yeah. if you just, you know, step back and look, there's, there's, there's even more than three, like there's a million different, yeah. you know, options that you could sure be choosing like everything is optional and like one example that I always give you know I have some clients who are always um you know complaining about their witching hour and then you know they call their witching hour the time when um kids have come home from school and they're trying to get dinner ready and everything is complete chaos right you don't have to feed your kids like, I mean, you're telling yourself you have to feed your kids, but, you know, right. really there are other options here, right? You could, yeah. you're in, you could make the kids cook. You could, you know, like there's, there's 
different things that you could yeah. eat for dinner right now. You're actually yeah. choosing to cook for them, but that's not the only option. Yeah. And it, it's just amazing how much that changes their experience to just, you know, look at these other options and then say, oh, you know what? I'm actually choosing to cook dinner for right. my family right now. And that feels so much more powerful than- for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to our why and it goes back to what life experience do you want to have? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I think, um, you know, you asked me what people could do. If you if you think of life as an experience. And the feelings that you have and the feelings that would give you the experience you want to have. You know, that life experience is not magically going to turn into something great when you're doing things you don't feel good about or that don't make you feel good. And there are so many factors, you know, one of the things we look at in consulting and in lots of industries probably, but, you know, what are the variables? What are not fixed things? You know, what are the things that can move or change? Because some things are fixed right? Like some things are fixed right now. Things can be fixed that could be changed, but what can be fixed is our time. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. no changing time. Like no changing you've time. just spent this much time yeah. on this podcast. So we're so glad you're here. You're clearly finding a value that you want to be here and learn, right? Which is awesome. Um, and what if you weren't here, what would you have done instead? Would it have been nearly as valuable? Right. right. But you have choices, variables, right? But what are the things that could be interchanged with something else? And another thing we do in change management and any project management is stakeholder analysis. You know, if you change the language, it's like, who are your people in your tribe or people that influence the outcome of anything you do mm -hmm. and map them all out. You can inventory all the people that have any influence whatsoever on the outcome that you're trying to create and you aren't in control of them. Mm -hmm. You're in control of you. you and so if that person has control over the outcome and what you do isn't going to make a difference, well, then maybe to go to a different person yeah. or get yourself out of that situation. Right. Or have a mindset shift about it. Yeah. You know, it's like back to my husband. I mean, he features prominently on this podcast, right? We talk about him all the time. Um, he doesn't <laughs> to this, so that's all right, okay. Right. But he's he is notorious for forgetting something. Like, like whatever we're doing, he will yep. forget one thing. If we're going camping, he there's one thing he'll forget. If he's cooking dinner, he will forget one ingredient. Like this is yeah. just and for the longest time, I was constantly irritated. Yeah. You know, when, when I was, you know, first starting my own, you know, weight loss stuff and he yeah. would, you know, mess up dinner in some way, like I would just think that, you know, my whole, everything has now been sabotaged. Right. Yeah. And I just right. like, you know, switch my mind around because he's always going to be a stakeholder in anything that I do, you know, yeah. in life as my, as my partner in life. Right? right. And so once I stopped, you know, looking at this as a character flaw and, you know, something that he does just to mess me up is <laughs> um, I've just decided to think about it as a cute little quirky thing. And I gamify it. Like, what's Rob going to forget this time? And, you know, now we both just laugh about it. And it right. has, like, it has completely changed, um, completely changed everything. And then, you know, the other thing about this is, you know, because he's a firefighter and he's fit at baseline, I look to him to give me motivation for me to do my own workouts. 
And I would get angry at him if he chose to skip a day because then I didn't get any dose of motivation. And like, I can't make him work out and right. it's not his job to motivate me. That's right. my job, exactly. right? And so, you know, under, understanding that was was certainly key, um, key for me. Yeah. Well, I love that you brought that up because that's such a big deal because, you know, when you think about what I was referring to as the core seven, you know, the seven things, you can't just expect other people are going to deliver on what it is that you want. You know, if you want to feel loved, well, what can you do to be a lovable person? <laughs> but within within your boundaries, when you think about that, it's like, first, are they your people? Are these people really your people? And can you have the life experience you want with that person? And that's really important because you know, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship that I didn't really call that for the longest time until I was out of it and realized that's like legit. That's what it was. <laughs> um, because when you're in it, they're making you feel like the idiot. You know, it's my fault. I'm the one that's, but I was apologizing to him all the time just to get him to stop being upset, even though I didn't do anything, right? So that, that's not what I'm referring to when I say, what can you do to to be, you know, receive love, but from the people that you want, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. your energy is going to attract people or repel people to you, from you, right? So it's, do I want this kind of person? Okay, I want that kind of person. Well, what would that kind of person want to have in their lives? What experience would they want to have? And how can I contribute to that that would make it so that they would want to be in my life and we can then build a life together, right? That's such a big deal. And the, one of my love and lifers from this last weekend, it was so cute. We were all like, oh, he, <laughs> he was giving an example of himself where he had made a sandwich for his wife that day. And he said that she got this twinkle in her eye and it sounds it's because he thought about making her a sandwich. She didn't ask. He just thought. And he said, there was a time when I was not that person. <laughs> I used to make my own sandwiches. And then, you know, now it's just second nature to him, which I thought was so cool. He shared that, you yeah. know, because all of us ladies were like, oh. Oh, you know, well, you know what you your, your group would. My husband does almost all the cooking and Aww. he's such a fab. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm right? so lucky. I thank him every day, but you know, there are men out there who do this, but I, I love the point there being that he was taking responsibility for himself and his actions. And right. that is what got him that twinkle in the eye from his wife. Yeah. He wasn't. Well, yeah. And here's the cool part was, um, well, another cool part about it was he said, she called me out. That's why I started to pay attention because there was another lady. And this is what I love about group environments, because every time I have a program, there are different people in it. Right. And each person vibes off of the other person. And they create this totally unique energy that happens. That's different every time. And there was that just so happened. I wonder how long. Trust the process. The universe works in some mysterious ways. There was a lady that was in there and she goes, well, but how did you, how come, you know, because he said she used to, um, or he used to ask her to do stuff all the time for him until she was like, you know what? You're going to need to do some stuff here because I have a life, right? But in her own, I'm sure, nice way, right? Um, or whatever. It was the, a worked, whatever she said. And so my, the other woman was saying, well, why did you ask her to do stuff all the time? 
Like, why were you even asking her to do all that stuff for you? And he said, because she said yes. Mm-hmm. And everybody went like, yeah. Yeah. it's sort of not that deep, but it is deep. It goes back to that click, right? Well, if you keep saying yes, you know, they don't know or they do, but it's just easier. So if, you know, if, when you create a boundary or even know for yourself, she didn't even realize that she had any power or control. And then she was like, whoa, you know, well, and we need to take ownership of our own thing, right? I had a relationship and I'll try to be so fast on this one, but I don't know if you've ever read um, Al- the, um, Alchemist. Of course. Amazing. Of course. Yeah. So I had a boyfriend and he was saying, there's like the horse and the camel and the horse, if they keep going, they're going to die, but mm-hmm. they don't, they just keep going. It's like race horses. They have to be stopped. That's why horse races are so short because they'll give themselves heart attack because they'll just go, 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 go. They're not going to slow down. You tell them to go, they're going to keep going. Whereas the camel, if it don't want to move, he ain't moving. <laughs> I'm tired, people. I'm going to stand here. And when I'm ready to start walking across this very hot desert for you, <laughs> I'll let you know. Right. So he said, I, and he, it was actually a great way of explaining this was he's like, you're the horse, you know, and it wasn't a judgment. It was like, you'll just keep going, going, going until you've had enough. And you're like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Quit asking me to do that. I don't want this anymore. I'm gone. I mean, not in that exact way. Right. But I mean, we all have our own past experiences. So I was associating certain things and making up stories in my own head about why he was doing what he was doing. And then he must know he's doing it. And that's horrible thing. And I don't want to be around that person. I'm out versus the camel approach where he's like, if you could just tell me (laughs) if I'm doing something that's upsetting you or, you know, a couple times, give me a shot at it, you know, so I can change. Mm -hmm. I didn't even recognize the impact that what I was doing was having on you. Right. So we need to own our own uh, behaviors. And I try to avoid the word need because it's really not about that. I want to do that because I know that when I do that, I will get the relationship that I want, right? So it's all about what words you use yourself. It's all about knowing what you do want, what that would look like, how that person would show up for you, Mm -hmm. would give you those feelings. And how can you show up for a person that's like that? So you could bring that person into your life and then bless and release your non-people, like the people that aren't your people. It doesn't, you don't have to hate them. You can love them, like bless and release. Thanks. But, you know, go find your own version of people because it's not my people. And also show up for yourself the way you do to to meet the goal. For sure. As well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There was a thing on, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it, but it was like, uh, I think I did about, it goes back to um, don't work out because you hate your body. Work out because you love it. Right. Same deal. I love it. All right, Stacey, we are running out of time for today. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) This was a fantastic conversation. If people want to learn more about you and your program, where can they find you? So um, I always have promotions going on at journeyfuelgift.com. And so you can always go to journeyfuelgift.com. And for your audience, um, I am gifting 
everyone who's listening to your podcast, two tickets to my Walk the Talk weekend program, which is normally $897 program. So by signing up, they just put your podcast name in the source, like where'd you hear about it? And I'll gift you two tickets, one for you, one for someone else that you know would love to live a life they love waking up to that, you know, are dreading waking up in the morning. And then that's the very best way because then you get to see the process, you get to experience the process. And it's the two and a half days that will change your life forever. So if you want change, that's the best way to do it. And then also you can always get to me on Facebook. It's at your journey fuel. So journeyfuelgifts.com or at your journey fuel on Facebook. That's amazing. And Stacey, that's also very generous of you. So thank you so much for that. Oh, well, you know, it's a reward for you guys who are showing up too, right? I mean, the fact that you guys are listening and, you know, that Michelle comes and does this for you is wonderful and a gift of her time. And from my understanding, you're doing it because you're passionate about helping people, right? And so, right, but you, but people tune in to help themselves. It goes back to, you know, showing up for yourself. So think of it as a gift and a reward for even listening and doing something for yourself that's going to help you and own it and then do something with it. Take baby step, right? Walk your talk. I love it. Walk your talk. You are beautiful, (laughs) Stacey. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, there you go. Thank you so much, Stacey. And if you'd like to learn more about Her Transformation Weekend, you can find the link to that in the show notes below. If you'd like to know more about applying these principles to your weight loss journey, head on over to download our Roadmap to Food Freedom at www.waysahealth.com forward slash roadmap. And I'll see you here on the podcast again next week.